podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome to a brand new episode of uh, Whistleblowers Podcast with me, Mark Smith. I'm joined as ever with uh, Martin Gritton. Hi, Martin. Good evening, Mark. You Are you not very well? I, I, I just look a little bit, you're looking at me intently here as I, am, yeah. I don't look well as well, which doesn't generally help, so no, I'm not very well at the minute. But, um, but you've made it here, you dragged yeah, yourself here. did everything I could to get here. Yeah, you've done well. You, so. Congratulations, Martin. I'm glad you could both make it, to be honest with you. Thanks. Yeah, well, I've yeah. cleaned the office while you should be turning up. Stu's like the guy that yep. doesn't want to work for you anymore, but then turns up early anyway and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just, does anyone need anything? Sorry, Stuart's great to have you back. That's what I'm. Yeah, that to third say. voice is Stuart, right? Hi, Stuart. Hello. Are you good? I think so. Yes. You've been here for a while, waiting for Martin yeah, yeah, to come yeah. in. Charge me phone up, which was always handy because it was dead when I got here. Not well, a, not look, a complete loss then. Not complete. Not Plenty completely. to talk about this week. I mean, we said that every week, but it feels like genuinely this week. It all seems to have kicked off in the last three or four days. Uh, started with a what I consider to be probably the best weekend of, of Premier League action just gone. Highlights probably include, well, what would you say? I mean, The funniest up. derby winner ever scored in a derby by an, a Liverpool player against Everton. Spoken yeah. by a true Liverpoolian, a Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool fan, I should say there. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, well, talk us about that. Where, where were you watching that? How did you react? Um, well, to be honest with you, I, I watched it in my local pub um, and... Um, I had an obstructed view, which is never a good thing in a pub. Mm-hmm. You think, why have you got a screen up with lights in the way? Yeah. It's, uh, I've, I've, tweet, I've tweeted the actual pub to tell them, which is kind of a bit pathetic. But there are stadiums where you, you turn up. There are <laughs> no, stadiums I, where you turn up and you can't see I half used, the pitch, The old so. main stand at Anfield was a, you used to pay full price for obstructed views, so right. you'd have a column in your way. <laughs> so there was, I remember famous, mo, 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 Dion Dublin disappearing behind the column and the ball ending up in the net when Coventry Brilliant. beat us at Anfield one time. Magic. So, yeah. So it was really in those days. But, um, you, the game dead and buried. You're in the 95th minute, mm-hmm. and Virgil Van Dyke balloons it, and you're cursing him, going, "What the fuck was that volley?" Mm-hmm. And then Pickford, England's number one. Oh God! Jumps up with his T-Rex arms and uh, puts the ball back in play. Yeah. In all its hilarity. I mean, I felt I didn't have a, a dog in the fight in that game at all, but I just I felt awful for. Everton, as you have to, because they're just that. You knew they were going to lose that game. Well, they, yeah. you, gonna you also feel bad for Pickford because Pickford, you hope that he's got a finite amount of mistakes in him and that he's just used one up that could have been it's a worth remembering, though. While, while you're pouring out this sympathy for this keeper, he was interviewed in the press to say, in the run up to the game, I think it was, that he'll never make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> a la Pepe Reina and real off and other ones in a derby. Mm. He wrote his own script. When did he? When was this? How many days before? I don't know. I don't know. I was reading uh, about it. It was Twitter. a piece about yeah. Alison, I think, man. It was that. Yeah, wasn't he wouldn't it do a, piece... a howler like Alison. Yeah, it was implying about the Cruyff turn, and then they pulled the headline, and they've just exposed him. It's the you know Taylor's. No, but the, but the story ran before before no, no, no. before the mistake. Yeah. That's be why they pulled it. That's yeah. why because they were like, well, here we go. He set himself up for a fall. Let's publish it. That's yeah. you know. And and then that happens. I mean, as as Ian Wright said on Match of the Day. Um, had he gone with one hand and just tipped it over mm. what he was trying to catch I think actually he could have left it entirely there's, there's every chance yeah, that ball hits the, the back of the bar and, and well, goes up left it and waited for it to fall in his hands if he'd wanted to catch it I mean basically I the, he's, he, bent, he's bent over backwards his arms his hands are folded it's the last minute of a game at yeah. Anfield he's, he's obviously he's made a mistake he's, he's overthought it yeah. he's had three seconds with the ball in the air to think about it he's got he's got a lot of fans behind him it's you know it, it's I have a lot of sympathy with him for that. I think it's a howler. I think it'll be replayed forever, especially in his own head. But 
But, it's, but it only adds, it adds to, you know, Mane's last-minute winner at Goodison in recent yeah. years. It's sort of... I think, what was it? There was a stat they've trotted out that Liverpool have scored more goals, winners against Everton... In the 90th, after the 90th minute, than really? any other team scored against anybody else. Well, well and they missed a lot. Of, well, Liverpool missed quite a few chances in the game. I think Liverpool, Everton were good value for money in that game, though, and they probably deserved to get something out of it. That's just probably even the more. I would, I would, add, I mean, this is a bit of a bit of a weird narrative that's being written. I mean, they kind of obviously I'm biased, mm. but uh, you, you know, are you Liverpool? You? <laughs> <laughs> but the the way that they were written up about their performances against, I think, Man United and Chelsea seemed to say that they mm. were kind of better because the result went okay, certainly against Chelsea. But if you look at it, Chelsea battered them. Mm. Um, and then Liverpool, obviously, we rolled our luck. That was an amazing save and a clear off the line. Yep. But in the second half, did Everton really attack Liverpool? Not really. That, that, that first half, it felt like this is a, a brand new generation of Everton. Didn't it? It felt mm. like they had, they had they had some real there's some quality players in there, some real classy players in there who can who can mix it at the top top level. Yeah. Um, but they got to half time and they seem to stop playing. They seem to stop having. Uh, and Liverpool uh, were knackered at seventy minutes. If you look at yeah, Liverpool, like to get a bit of a second wind. It looked like. But this game sort of sums up Liverpool's entire season so far. Not particularly special. Nothing great going forward. But getting the results when they need to and and, but, and sticking with Man City. I was going to say I think the, the mo- more gutted than Everton were probably Man City because oh, they yeah. were they were going. Hey, happy days! We're yeah. clear in the top now. They can't even catch us if they beat us in the new year. Yeah, and here we are, still two points behind them. So they must be going. How the? Yeah, this will be the test because I think when they've run away with it before City, as they did do last year, everyone was like, "Oh, they've won the league." Yeah, and it was a fate accompli, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, Liverpool is second, two points behind. You've got Chelsea. What we got? Arsenal and Chelsea just behind Liverpool. It isn't the same runaway league, even though no. the sc- the points totals are her- and, stupid. And in terms of. Um... What you're actually producing as a team on the pitch at the minute with Liverpool, you've not hit top gear at all yet, and you're still a couple of points off. So there's every chance if if you hit that. I'm not saying they're going to catch Man City. No one might catch City, but if you hit that rich sort of vein of form that you've kind of poll you two, then what do you, do you think? Do you think Liverpool are going to kick in or just fade away? I think Man City will win it. I had Liverpool up until about three weeks ago. I thought they'd win it, but for something. For me, has changed. Mm. That is, Man City does seem to be metronomic now. You look at the, the thing is, it's, it's opening up behind them because I think coming on to we're talking about teams that begin like say, say Liverpool look tired after seventy because that's going to start happening now, isn't it? Because mm. what we've got another round of fixtures upon us uh, like yeah. imminently at the minute. And, and so, the way they play was always and, and they went yeah, in, yeah, 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 and they went into the game having got beat by PSG as well. No, no, my, my point being <laughs> that. You, Spurs Spurs were dead on their ass after 60 minutes against Arsenal partly with the way Arsenal played but also because they had had two massive games before so they you know who, who and Patricino's subs seemed to reflect that didn't they he, yeah, he, he took off players going There's that's no the energy. next game now exactly <laughs> well, Spurs, Spurs had Inter in the week and, and they that's had I mean. uh, Chelsea the, yeah exactly the, the, and a brilliant winning against Chelsea high, high intensity this is the the thing that, that you know is always having those squads and the one thing that City seem more prepared to do than ever this season is to have that kind of 22 men and being able yeah. to switch it or at least having like eight changes bringing them in for these games mm. whereas I think uh, Poch would probably say I'd like to keep the same team that started against Chelsea because that's my best chance against Arsenal yeah. and Arsenal just absolutely tore them asunder and yeah. maybe Arsenal have got more energy at the minute just with the they looked as though they had the options that came off the bench were more creative and the guys that play up front for them are it's almost like the front three for you know, Liverpool last season, the way that they're tearing people apart because mm. they're almost a bit, they just seem a bit fresher. And I, and it's probably Aubameyang, Lacazette, these guys didn't play a lot in the World Cup. Can you imagine Origi now, as a, you, you as, a, as an ex-forward, like, mm. he's not played for a while mm. 
And I imagine that Klopp had him earmarked for the Burnley game. Yeah. And then he scores the winner in the derby. And like yeah. now he can go in as a player. He's actually played with like, do you get, do you, is he's it got, enough to give you a kick that much? He's like, got, he's got more, more goals than complete passes. Is that correct? <laughs> I think he has right, actually, yeah. that's a curious start of Devokarigis yeah. at the minute. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Cause, cause he's resigned to being an impact player. Mm. So all you want to do is have an impact. It's different if you're the Giroud and you're going, my performances are good enough to get me starting in this team week in, week out. Yeah. Origi's probably like, I'm just glad I'm not out on loan, to be honest. I'm glad yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, playing yeah. in a not league. Not in Wolfsburg again. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, no yeah. disrespect to those leagues. It's just saying I want to be fighting for... Because he could come out realistically with you know a, a big part to play this season and they could win the, you could yeah. win the FA Cup you never you could go yeah. on and win the league lest we forget yeah. Makeda had such an amazing impact in 09 and, yeah. and where is he now where is he now and if, but, if Origi but, can do that then I'm having it that's it and I think, I think players like that is, is you know it's how they look at situations and say well be positive use it to his advantage to get the best possible loan that he can next or the mm. best possible move because he's not going to establish himself as a front three there he's no, a, no. you know in the same way that you know, Benteke or Ignacio at, um, at Leicester, these players that kind of come through, but they're not the article that's required at that level because they're needed for a, a, an amount of time in a certain place. Yeah. And then and they can, can move on and, and it can set them up the career. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that, you know, that's what he's got to do. So you, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be buzzing to, you know, that you've got players on the bench that want to come on uh, that hungry. Mm. And, uh, and <laughs> it, was a, it was a very important goal to score. Uh, we touched on Man City just there briefly about squad depth. Um, what looks like on paper a routine win at the weekend against Bournemouth. Actually, first half of that game, Bournemouth yet again this far season. Far from routine, looked, wasn't very it? Yeah. Good, far very from good. routine. We won't do too much on it because it does, you know, it, it was really business as usual. But uh, Man City, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, what are your thoughts on this? Are Man City going to slow down or are they just in, in the zone at the moment? Well, that was why I asked you the question before because I think if Liverpool can stay with them, then that creates its own pressure. Which yeah. is why I sort of say that I think they were probably more gutted than Everton that, that, that the goal went in. Um, because they've got to... I imagine that the Champions League is a big thing in terms of everyone's win bonus. You know, from, I'd imagine. From the owners. Because City have never won it. The owners get the, to advertise the yeah. part of the world they're from. Well, that's why they, uh, they bought the club and all oh, that there. bollocks. Um, so that'll become pressure in the new year. And if they're not running away with the league, then the league remains pressure. Yeah. So Liverpool, you'd hope can disrupt that flow. Yeah. Um, for me, probably the most, uh, the wildest game of the weekend was the North London derby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the game's to turn on its head in the first half of two or three minutes. They scored two to come back to 2-1. Uh, and then second half. I mean, Arsenal this season, what's, what's changed with them this season? Um, avoiding avoiding using uh, cliches. Yeah, well, Henry, New I broom? Think, I think <laughs> Is that it? I think there's a, there's a difference in the fact that a lot of the, a lot of the things that seem to have gone with Wenger, the things that you know, the slight doubt in their mind, it's showing that the, the talent was there. I think the talent was there with the players. There's a lot of players that have just kind of been given a little bit more freedom or a bit more belief or just kind of a slightly different outlook on things that that, that have helped the way that they play. Certainly going forward, uh, um, they just seem to have a, a different vibrant energy about them. Even more interestingly was you know the fans' response, all the kind of the slightly apathetic fat, Arsenal fans and the, and the ones that have always been a little bit 
miserable. There's this energy about yeah. them, and it was. I quite enjoyed seeing them get the bit between their teeth again. And don't get me wrong, I, I'd imagine if you support, you know, Liverpool or Chelsea or Man United in the way that Arsenal fans have moaned over the past few years, but there's a real positivity. But well, they've made it into a cult, haven't they? Really, let's be honest. Exactly. Nobody so, else does it quite. No, I did quite enjoy that. Yeah, they have a channel, particularly, literally. After, particularly after the way that um, Dyer, who you know, give it the old. Like yeah, yeah. I think, lips. and then he gave it. To, he was giving the one to Ramsey's so and get back on the bench. Yeah, and then when Ramsey yeah. came aren't, off the aren't bench, we seeing though maybe the luxury that he has as the manager coming in, being able to drop Ozil, mm. manage Ramsey because neither of them is a problem. And the media can try and stir up trouble by going, "Oh, contract talks, mm. always oh, going out on free." He goes, "Well, if he's gone, then I never bought him anyway." Yeah, yeah. And so why rely on him? I don't need. Whereas Wenger would have had to have managed it because they were both his players. And, yeah. and Ozil signed a new contract in yeah. January, whatever it was. So he's. I mean, what happens to those, or what do you see happening there? Because from, from reports today, he might be training on his own at the club. This is a player with a five-year contract, or whatever it is a week, an obscene amount. Training on your own is a weird thing, because that implies... Have you, have you, have you, have you, ever have you done that? Yeah, well, there's, a, there's rules. There's rules that mean you can't, you're not allowed to train on your own. So, oh, okay. Okay. so what do they have, mean by that, then? You have to have... So essentially, that means you either train with the... the res, there's a reserve. That I would imagine there's an under-23, because there is yeah, a, yeah. at that level. So you'll have an under-23s, which is essentially... No one's near 23. Everyone's like 18 and 19. It's literally the ones that have just come out. So yeah. he'll be training with them. But legally, as a, as a professional, you're not allowed to train with less than... There has to be five other pros with you. And you have to have a doctor. And so basically, when our managers used to F us off, basically just try to get rid of you. And you'd be, you'd be in the arse end of nowhere. What's that rule for? Basically, what, so I'll tell you why. Because basically, if they want to get rid of you and they want to they, they bring you in at 7 o'clock on a Sunday <clears> morning... They'll go, when you come, and I'll go, yep, great. Just make sure, let me know the other five lads are going to be with me. Oh, okay, and okay. also, I'm going to need a fit, cl- the club physio in. So the manager then has to ring up five other lads and get the club physio Lucky and then get them in. Then I'll go, well, unless that happens, I'm not coming in and you can't find me for it. And then, be, I mean, you have to know something. <laughs> Run through some of the reasons, Martin, why you were asked to train alone. In <laughs> I was never asked to train alone, but I trained with the kids a couple of times. And uh, it, it, well, it would happen. Basically, at the end, when managers decided they didn't want you in their squad, but then they would go, well, sometimes it, it would go both ways. Like at Chesterfield, I was playing and scoring a lot of goals for the reserves. I scored like, scored quite, and it basically made John Sheridan look bad at the time. He went, he went mad at me. He was like, well, I'm going to get angry at me scoring goals in the reserves. He's going, well, yeah, because it's making me look bad for not picking you in the first team. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. put me in the first team now because you're not part of my plans. Well, that's fine. But he's like, well, you go out on loan. And I'm like, who do you want me to go on loan to? He's like, Barrow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go on loan to Barrow because yeah. I've, I've seen 20 other strikers go on loan to Barrow and <laughs> not one of them has come back in the league yet. Yeah. Do you think so, Ozil's been given the Barrow talk then already? Or <laughs> I think, what's the equivalent for Ozil? I mean, what's the Barrow of the Premier League? Is it Palace for strikers? Um, There's a lot of strikers going to die there. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, dis- yeah, I'm not Palace. disrespecting Palace, great football club. There's a, it's like striker's graveyard. You, I mean, I mean it, it, it feels like the manager is in control of the club, not, yeah. not Ozil, which under Venger, Absolutely. you got the impression mm. that the 40-odd million price tag and whatever the salary mm. was, was getting him picked. And well, the but, fans would support it because the fans would go, well, he's a Rolls Royce, you can't do that. But now they're just forgetting that a little yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah. That's all that needs. That's, you just yeah. need them to forget. Well, you don't even yeah. hear the Ramsey talk, do you, about the fact his contract's about to it's, run out. It doesn't it, bother anyone. The whole thing is a change in perception. It's a very minor thing mm. that happens at the top, but once you start getting results, the fans, it, it proves again, the fans want results. They want some sort of success. Mm. And even if that success is getting top four again, you know, okay, that, that's an improvement. Mm. That's good. Well, interestingly as well, the, the, the reason you might be training with kids, 
Attitude is one of the things that some managers, especially new managers that come in, if they don't like something about it and then they'll highlight it and then they don't get a good response from the player, then they'll make them an example and bend yeah. them. And what bigger example is that than not? So, well, well, it's a huge example because he's on this massive contract. But what happens? I mean, talk me through how it works. If a club comes in for him, Inter Milan's been mentioned, hmm. they might pay up the money up front, but Bozo's not going to write his contract off. He's going to want to get paid a certain amount. Is it going to be a situation where Arsenal are still paying part of his contract? To play for a rival club. So the cheapest way will be just you come to a settlement with the player and then you get, you know, there's various ways of doing it. There's there's ways of making that a very attractive offer Mm -hmm. because you can make it and there's there's a portion of that that can be tax-free if they take it in a lump sum. But very often the managers won't do that. But in a weird way, I mean, it wasn't the same problem, I don't think, but when Liverpool got rid of Coutinho, which wasn't a clock buy, and really, you wouldn't have said he's a clock player, Mm. and too much of what used to happen for Liverpool used to go through him, which would disrupt the idea of the team... Mm. So, if you you might not remember, but when 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 he was when Barcelona came in with a big bid in the summer before the January he left, Klopp was basically going, "Well, I've been told to not say anything," which was like mm. I wanted to let him go. Right. But it, the, the club were playing hardball with Barcelona. But Klopp, Klopp, would, yeah. Klopp would rather him go because he wasn't. Yeah. It was he knew what he could do, and we saw what happened with the team after after Coutinho went. They didn't fall apart or become no, not at all. The, the can, opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, it can it can become it can crush you very quickly though because if he realizes he's going to be in every day with the youth team, work training every day, basically not you know legally obliged to go in and train to get his wages, um, then Christmas can be you know that can be quite a depressing period when you're not playing and you know you can be. Push comes to shove. You, I mean, you would expect him to have enough self-respect to want to go out and get games. The club's coming in. Also, January's a perfect time for... Clubs are going to be panicking like hell. Mm-hmm. The ones at the bottom are the ones that are in other countries that are like going, we need a marquee signing. Because, you know, that'll happen. If a team gets knocked out of the Champions League, look, at, we'll wait and see what happens with PSG and, you know, various... I know that, you know, they're doing well at the minute, but you look at clubs like that and that seems like a nice fit. Yeah. Uh, just run through the rest of the results from uh, Saturday, the ones that caught my eye anyway. Uh, definitely uh, United... At Southampton, um, two 0 down, came back to two. Looked like they were going to do the old thing of coming back and taking all three points. In the end, couldn't quite handle it. And Southampton fans and Southampton managers so unhappy with the result against United, they sat their manager finally. Hughes has gone. I don't get man. I don't get this Man United that we've currently got. I mean, <laughs> no, I've been, no in my does. formative years, like the idea that they would go two 0 down, be stung, get, get back, two goals to come back, and then have a full half, and then not bother. Have a full half. Yeah. That, that you're back all square. At half I can't. Time. They, I can't for the life of me picture who this Man United is. No, they I have, they they have they no, no clear identity. I thought a few weeks ago after that Juventus game, I thought, all oh, right, here we go. United are uh, a very pragmatic team. A bit of shithousery, hmm. and they can be very effective. But actually, they've just reverted to, to what was, you know, the months and months before that of just sort of nothing. I don't know what it is. I don't Who know. Would you, well, let's let's just let's sort of avoid Jose in a minute because I just you know he's sick of, sick of talking, yeah. sick of watching. Can his you, size. you think you can blame players in this in this I, instance? Though, I think, yeah, no. but would you? Who would you? Who would you bring in? Because uh, sorry, know, to, who, to be United manager. Yeah. I've got absolutely no idea. And would you think that he's going to go? Do you think he's going to... Because it seems like it's irreparable at the minute, don't you think, in the, in the dressing yeah. room? Or not? He's managing like the equivalent of Suarez biting. He's just making it so that the club have to move. Well, this is That's it. That's what yeah, I think he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, because he won't walk. Why would he? And no. it's not like Rafa and Ashley, is it? Rafa's, Rafa knew what he was getting in bed with, didn't he? Yeah, well, you'd like to think he, he was... Well, he went into it with his eyes open. Yeah. But, but Jose... I agree with you. I'm, I'm bored of talking about it as well. But 
It's not going to last long. If it gets past Christmas, I'll be surprised. Mm. I think tomorrow's game against Arsenal might be... I was going to be, say, Arsenal could that could be, them that, they be, could, they could that could be them. something. But the likelihood is that United actually raise their game against better teams and they could go and win that game. So yeah. I've got absolutely no idea. At the moment, he, he's demolishing the team up to a point where he gets so much pressure on him that he then pulls that result out of his arse somehow mm. and then clings on for another three months. And it seems that that might just be the cycle until the end of the season. I don't get... I mean, you know... Man management's man management, whether it's football or whether you work in yeah, Dixon. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the kind of stuff he's doing and has done in the press, unless he's pre-told the player, look, I'm going to shit on you, Yeah. Uh, but I don't mean it, it's just to deflect from the team. Yeah, look, yeah. lads, I'm going to be saying this, but you know what I, I really doubt mean. for one minute he's told Rashford I'm going to remonstrate on the sidelines to say you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> because mm. it can't be doing him any favours. No. no. Uh, Chelsea, pretty routine win at home to Fulham this weekend. Giroud yeah. surely has to start now for Chelsea, doesn't he? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice seeing him back in the side. I like the balance when he plays up front for them, to be honest. Not Morata, I've never been a, I've never been impressed by him, to be honest. No. It's more a case of them just trying to wait for him to do something good. And it's like, well, to be honest, I'm that's not that's not everything. He is the mercurial heart of the Premier League, I think, Morata, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Soft boy. But Soft Giroud, boy. I mean, Giroud is one of them players that, you know, the stats, if you're a fantasy football person, you probably don't pick him. But... Same for France. He didn't really do anything for what France in terms of... Yeah, he didn't yeah. score any goals for France, but he brings so much more to that forward line. Yeah. Hazard looks like a different player. I, with, doesn't Hazard, I mean, I don't, I don't follow him that closely, but as I understand it, Hazard plays better mm. yeah. when, when he's off him. I mean, he does, but he hasn't scored for 10 either, is he, or something ridiculous like that? So um, Hazard, I think, last yeah. week game was playing against you lot. Yeah. So I would imagine we were only glowing about him then, and then I think he's gone missing, which is what he is prone to do. Which oh, is why he's not Real Madrid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, sorry, just to go back to the Southampton thing. So Mark Hughes mm. has gone. Um, right. What next for Mark Hughes? What next for Southampton? They've well, they brought in a great manager, haven't they? Has that happened? Yeah, Leipzig. today. Okay, Leipzig's coach, Austrian guy. Yeah, it seems progressive, and he's not like a you know a wartime manager, or whatever they call well, them. They, they, they talked about maybe bringing in an Allardyce, yeah, just you know, just, just to get the end of the season. That's a coup, though, Leipzig, isn't it? Because yeah, he's a great yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. Did brilliantly, finished second with them in the Bundesliga, which is no mean feat. No. You know, decent form in Europe. So I think that'll be, be brilliant. I think Southampton got a brilliant squad. I, I'm a big fan. You I'm, are, aren't you? Yeah, I've watched yeah. them a lot, and I've seen I've seen them in the flesh. I've seen them a lot. Watched a lot of their televised games, and they just they've got great energy. The, the Lamina Hoiberg. Uh, um, oh, can I add one more to that list? Stuart Armstrong, who absolutely looks like. And I'm not just saying. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. He has the same running style, the same sort of uh, technique, the same uh, method of passing and shooting as Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. I'm not saying he's the same as Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. But I'm saying he Do obviously. You think he'll be at Liverpool soon, then. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, watch his highlight reels from from the last couple of weeks. He scored against United. He scored two the week before. He looks he looks like a real player. Yeah. Have you seen much of him at Celtic? I uh, saw bits of him. Um, uh, yeah, he was he was great for us because you know that's uh, that's. Is he Scottish? Is he Scottish? Uh, uh, I'm sure I think so. Is, yeah, yeah I'm, I, I should probably know that. Should, don't put me That's on the spot. You. Don't come in here and put me on the spot. <laughs> but in the, this manager, the, the point is, the manager coming in is, is not he's not got scraps to deal with. He's got some real technical players now. I mean, Ward Prowse has been forgotten a little bit. He's, well, he's a real technical player. They produced the the, the production line of like, like Matt Target when he was there. Um, who else? The centre halves that they brought through as well. Mm. I think they've. I think up front, Danny Ings has been a. I feel bad that for them that he's been out these last couple of games. Yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. hurt them. <coughs> Excuse me. The, um, it was the one that did that thing, Charlie oh, Austin. Yeah, when he come on, Shane Long, Gabby Adini. These, these aren't these aren't bums. Right. These are decent players. These are decent players. So and yeah, and they'll do all right. And they, should, you know, when I watched them, they tore Brighton. They were two 0 up against Brighton at half time and tore them to shreds. Mm. Could have been four 0 up. And I'm going, well, this is a 
It's a really good organised Brighton mm. team who managed to get themselves. Only Mark Hughes could have lost that game. This is the other thing. So Mark Hughes has got a, a pitiful record in yeah. his last I was gonna it, say, 32 it, points in 40 games or something. If Allardyce after Everton is kind of like the end of that magic, whatever he thought he had. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine there's anybody thinking Mark Hughes has no. got a magic touch he, now he's either. Got, he's got to drop down at least a division, I think, yeah. if he wants to stay here um, yeah. to, to come back up again or, or go abroad. I mean... Moyes was good on holiday. Just go on holiday. Just go abroad on holiday. Just go on holiday don't for a bit. Mark. Worrying about football. I don't, I don't dislike Mark Hughes. I quite like Mark Hughes. I just, I just think maybe this isn't for him for a little bit. Give, give it a year off or something. So just do the old thing where you just change your PowerPoint presentation and not be about how good a manager you are. Just how you can get people out of the shit <laughs> and put it on like two slides and then just go. I've got these team out of the shit when you've appointed me in April, so I can probably do it for you, but I won't bother considering me before. But then. I wonder what I mean. Is that that is just basically someone who puts a rocket up a team? Yeah. But then when they're left with the with the whole summer and a season strategy to fulfil, mm. he's left wanted, isn't he? Because like that's a vision, isn't it? That's like I want my team to do this, mm. as opposed to when he came into the job, mm. his single job was fourth from bottom. That was well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think true. he had the tools there, and he just you know you know. He's off now anyway, so I'd be an exciting, I'd be exciting watching Southampton now. I really, I expect good things for them. They can get everyone back fit. Yeah. And they've got some really good players, so it'll be, you know, let's see what they can do. We'll just skim over the remaining results. Mm. Uh, just a quick reaction from you guys. Uh, so West Ham at Newcastle, 3-0 away at Newcastle. That was a surprise, wasn't it? I don't know what you thought. I mean, I mean, Newcastle were 3-3, three for three, weren't they, mm. going into that game? Mm. West Ham and West Ham that. had a terrible run, so, and then, obviously, West Ham win 3-0. They and they've got players against... to hit you on the break as well. well this is it. They did it against Everton, didn't they? They did it against... They've, they've won games away, and you've just gone, what? Is it Anderson there? The, the, the kind of, Anderson, yeah. yeah. He, looked, he looked... From the highlights, as well. They've got, some, they've got some real, yeah, real got some players. players. Uh, Leicester, 2-0 at home to Watford. Including a beautiful James Madison goal. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see the highlights of that game. I, I've, I heard Madison was it's back to his best because he's, um, you know, he's been off the ball a little bit. But uh, yeah, and also, you know, he, he got that red card, second yellow for diving. Uh, uh, Cut that out, James, and then uh, get in the England squad. Um, and then Brighton away at Huddersfield. Brighton, love Brighton. Good what, result there. Two one at Huddersfield. Yeah, well, that's decent because Huddersfield were on a good run. And they, they dogged that as well. I, yeah, I got I got the impression from the reports and stuff that was like, which is, you know, Brighton stayed up last year because they had great form at their home ground. Yeah. So they, it's like a free hit, isn't it, for them to pick up an away. Yeah, just go away <laughs> and just play how you want. Um, and then Palace beating what looks like more and more a uh, troubled Burnley. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. I mean, Dyche, if there's any. Hope in football is not going to be sacked tomorrow, but it's become the a problem. League, there. The Europa League curse of the team, you know, the yeah. team that overperforms, and I'm doing air, air quotes, yeah. is for a club that doesn't have the infrastructure or the perception of themselves to be in that competition. It was just like happy to be there, yeah. and it seems to poison the well. Mm. Looking yeah. at the results they've had, I mean, obviously, we're playing them at Turf Moor this week, so I'm sure the midweek results yeah. will, well, will come back and bite me like rock up their ass. about keepers. <laughs> Be interesting to see. They've only ever they've only ever seemed to brought in Burnley esque players as well. So let's, such Burnley players. Like well, Deitch's comment was Eye of the Tiger, wasn't Leeds. it? Matt? Did you, did you, Matt? Did you? Deitch was talking about we've lost the Eye of the Tiger. Oh, really? Which is a bit. I mean, that's like a euphemism he for means the CD. I've ran the into. Game. They've run them into the ground and they won't run anymore. Right, and I think uh, you know right, there's okay. like because there's a view that Klopp players go on a three-year cycle that yeah. he runs them and then he has to recycle them to get the same to level, get back to the, the intensity. same intensity. Whereas yeah. Burnley don't have the funds, I guess, to they don't keep have the infrastructure that. to do that. No, I mean you're looking at how, how many years has he been there for now? 
I have no idea. I Plus, they're an established Premier League team, you'd argue. So, therefore, teams are Man- going to them yeah. with a plan, as opposed to Tony Burnley. Did he take over from Eddie Howe? Eddie Howe, yeah. So, that's about yeah. eight. That's got to be eight years. Is it that long? Uh, right, anyway, uh, we'll take a short break. Uh, after the break, plenty more to come, including a bizarre thing at the Ballon d'Or Awards. Boom. The Whistleblowers is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale. The Whistleblowers, Beer of the Month. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back. This is the Whistleblowers podcast with me, Mark Smith, Martin Gritton and Stuart Wright. Thank you. Thanks. You're you're welcome, guys. You're very (laughs) welcome. Um, So, Ballon d'Or. The good old Ballon d'Or. Traditionally been a a contest won by Ronaldo or Messi. First time for a long time, since 2007. Ten Uh, years. Yeah, someone didn't win it. It was one of those two. Luka Modric. Uh, First of all, happy with that as a decision? I'm not sure I've ever really thought about it that seriously. No, and when, you, you and when, this is the thing. And when they, when they announced it, and I was like, oh, all right, so it's not Messi or Ronaldo, that's all yeah. I thought. Mm. And then I thought, well, Ronaldo just went off and, to retire at Juventus, and Messi's just... I don't know. How is it decided? Do you know how it's, this one's decided? Is it votes? Is it votes? But I mean, like, is it one of them kind of... It was a referendum in Britain. 52% it, voted for uh, oh, Modric really? and 48% voted for Ronaldo. Sounds about right. Well, we should not question it. <laughs> Yeah. We should go blindly over the cliff. Supporting <laughs> Luca, um, but I I say this because we used to whenever we voted for. Well, I always find this hilarious that I'm, I actually might even be that. Did you so vote we, for the Ballon d'Or? You get on this. Get on this. The most absurd thing that fucking happens in a League Two dressing room, and the, <laughs> your PFA rep will come in and throw some shit on the floor and go, "Everyone, you got to sign that," and it'll be something from like it'll be some union thing that we're, we're all kind of. But sometimes you throw it and it'll be like, Who, "What's your team of the year?" And I'll be like, "So the League Two team of the year is always good." fun to do because you know those players but then they'll be I'm like picturing, I'm picturing dog-eared third generation photocopies of- muddied <laughs> things <laughs> I, but but the best bit is picking this world 11 I'm going who gives a shit <laughs> Martin Gritton from Macclesfield Town put Danny Alves at right yeah. back so sorry, Luca, sorry Luca put your trophy down we've just had this in Martin Gritton <laughs> it's amazing and I'm like these forms never even reach at Luzerne or wherever they get out of the dressing room <laughs> Brussels <laughs> Imagine this thing It's just taken out the back And shredded But there's this like Who's your, who's your best player and I'm like Who gives a fuck I'm, I'm more worried about The fact we've got Waltz all away this weekend mm. And I'm yeah, going yeah. Let's just But you'll, you'll write it And I used to always Take pride in writing something That's ridiculous You know You get to pick Oh I'll pick Zlatan this year Because I think he's had a I saw him I play I want to be his friend and Yeah if it's, it's naffness So I think if it is that, if that still is the process, the Ballon d'Or, I don't know. I think that's the FIFA Player of the Year, but I don't know if the Ballon d'Or is that because I, no I think the Ballon d'Or is a French tournament. It's a fr- sorry, a French award. Right, it's something specific to France because this is what I find weird is it about not it. UEFA? No, well, I think it's it's. It, I think it, they backed it. I think they back it, but it's the Ballon d'Or, as, as, as the name would suggest. I think it's a specifically French award that they they give anyway. It's presented by France Football. There, maybe but, but, it seems but it's to, always it just done. seems to have been um, taken as read that it is now the, the sort of the universal most credited one. I mean, the thing is, yeah, of course we don't really care about it, um, but at the same time, if you're a, if you're a pro, then that is the ultimate stamp of approval from 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 the game, isn't it? Oh, it's, no, it's, it's a phenomenal, huge, it's a huge thing yeah, to, to I, win. But I think even Luka Modric's comment about he was slightly embarrassed to win it. He goes, "This is for all the guys that hmm. didn't win it, basically." And, 
I said, I don't know if you saw that quote. It was just so kind of weird. Yeah, it was well, a, for me and Macclesfield. <laughs> I knew he was thinking of I me. Think, I think he mentioned you. But there was a flat. There was a flash of progress, wasn't there? The first female Ballon d'Or. Yeah, what a wonderful. And then what happened? Well, what a wonderful uh, sort of progressive <laughs> moment. So, so uh, this was this was Ada Hegerberg who who won the uh, the female the female yeah. Ballon d'Or. Yeah, the female Ballon d'Or. Yeah, and the then one. one of them cookie cookie cutter Euro pop DJs that just is like a forty five forty nine year old man that's mm. dressed as a twenty year old twin presenting it with like a blonde dyed mullet that mm. just plays overly enthusiastic pop trash. Uh, who's his, who, who are the interchangeable ones here? It's like David Guetta or one yeah, of those, yeah, yeah. those bellends. Yeah, ETM, yeah. Is that what they're taking Electronic these Electronic dance music. <laughs> a, wee dab of, a wee dab of EDM. <laughs> I don't think even that would make it better. So, Carry on yeah. your point. You just went into yeah, so a mad rant about EDM. Because fucking mad. <laughs> I thought it was on the enemy desk Because he gave it this whole chirpy bollocks about like going, and, and everyone who's listening to this will have, obviously no but just asking her to twerk and Mark I know that you were mildly sympathetic off air I'd like you to come well, back to that well no let's let's <laughs> just let's just put you on a Mark, spike really set him up there go let, on Mark let's, right. let's address that he spends his week stitching me up mostly so he can have he can have that that flaming turd that I've well, just thrown you well, let's, let's, come on Birdie man let's, let's, tell, us, let's, tell us what it is let's address I've this i cold I'm not uh, feeling well all, all I said was <laughs> God, throw me under a bus here Grits good all I said was that I think he had asked Mbappe to do some sort of dance when he was on stage, and I think he thought it was a joke to then be like, oh, you've won this thing, do you want to twerk? Now, the stupid thing is, he knows that stuff goes viral instantly. He knows what moment we're in with, with Me Too and general harassment of women, that it is insane to ask any woman if she can twerk, knowing it's going to be available as a clip. It's a stupid thing to do. Yeah. He shouldn't have asked her because it's, it's irrelevant. And it looks way worse than I think it was intended. Yeah. But it's still, he's stupid enough to have done it. Therefore, he should get some sort of, uh, whatever uh, the punishment would be. But I assume the punishment would be he just doesn't get asked to do it again. I'm uh, guessing a man. Quite a sweet gig. I'm guessing a man that spends most of his time in Ibiza during the summer. You're talking be about surrounded me? by yeah, sorry, not <laughs> by twerkers. Martin, surrounded <laughs> by the, the kind of people where it's yeah. okay to ask them that. And in actual fact, you get a wee yeah. pat on the back, and you know, it's, like, it's, the, well it's done, the lack of Martin. reference in the moment. If you're going to have it, you're going to have like a singular first time yeah. ever. It can never be the first time again. Yeah, just award. Don't, don't ask him anything that's like that. One, that's the one thought that should be out of your head. You just, should be just, going. Look at this. Just, congrat- just say congratulations on winning the first ever, yeah. and then a little pat on the bum. Kidding <laughs> <laughs> <Pat's Ellen>. Bernard. <laughs> oh, on Whistleblower's brand. Um, so, yeah, but then you got Andy Murray coming up and stuff. Andy Murray really got angry. And do you know, did you see that thing? No, so, no. he wrote this thing on his Instagram stories and just going like, it's. It's shit that women have to go through this. Mm. And before you say that it wasn't sexist, it is. I see it all the time in sport. And, you know, and he's almost, he's written it. And is that after this? Yeah, he's written it. I mean, he's got form for this, hasn't he? I mean, he, he, has, mm. he has been outspoken about sexism. In well, his mum. His mum's brought him up well, isn't he? He's a good Scottish <laughs> lad. Uh, <laughs> and she's terrifying. Yeah. But, and lovely at the same time. Sorry, Jim. I don't, I've never met her. Uh, but the way he's written it as well, he's written it in like three different sections. So he's got increasingly angry and his Instagram stories. Were, no, but don't roll your eyes at me, Mark. I don't roll your eyes anyway. What is oh, going on? What is going on? Oh. My point was, because you can write it in one chunk if you meant it and then he stopped and... <laughs> And then like he's a professional going, respect in this room. And he's got angrier and angrier, almost like me, during yeah. this podcast. So I'm just going to calm myself down. I'm just going to sit in a corner and have a Watney's. Well, he, he would, this guy, whatever his name is, this guy will never host anything sport-related again, I wouldn't have thought. No. Um, Wet t-shirt competence, maybe? <laughs> maybe, maybe. 
You dragging this down, you are, Stuart, right? It shouldn't be. <laughs> but that's the thing. It should be. But to, there was an argument as well that sports people should be the people to present these sort of awards. It should be people, should have a sort of theme to it. They generally kind of shoehorn people in, you know. I don't even know. To be fair, you know. Is that a dig at me? No, there's a talent. You can, know. <laughs> can you, can you, you know imagine what? David Beckham presenting the Oscars? You can't, can you? Um, no, but hang on. No. But, but, but then actors don't necessarily host the Oscars either. Oh, don't, spoil me, don't spoil me theory. <laughs> I have no problem with... I had a pretty libelous story about David Beckham. I have no problem David with, no problem with and actually rely on non-professional athletes broadcasting and presenting things. I have no problem with that. Um, you'd probably prefer it to be an ex-pro to do it. But at the same time, they don't do it for a reason a lot of the time you know a lot, a lot of the guys aren't comfortable doing it don't like doing it so yeah you know this is this was uh, one of those things where you had a big well, I, I just imagine a big european audience and the guys just uh you know fluffed it there we go well it was nice to see neymar finishing in about 11th place or 7th yeah. or something like that yeah. wasn't it so who was the highest a lovely place, lad who's the highest placed english player was that kane at 10 was kane in there yeah i think at 10 maybe was he was 11 or well, maybe i got that wrong fairly decent yeah, very good. Um, other talking points that uh, are not related directly to on the pitch, although ironically this one was, was Jurgen Klopp. Um, now, that wasn't supposed to be... Uh, Danny Mills was apoplectic on five lines. He was, he was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He was hilarious. But go on, yeah. you, you must be... Well, it, he got, I mean, it, I, I didn't hear... I, I turned it off because I couldn't listen to him and then I read in the echo later how he'd gone as far as to say he could have been arrested. You're like, he was at Anfield. If it had yeah. been at Goodison, I could understand there might have been some sensitivity to it. Mm. He's in his own ground, surrounded by 50-odd thousand of his own fans. Yeah, I mean, In I, the 96th minute, when you've lost to PSG earlier in the week, you've, you're trying to keep up with City, and in the 96th... Just a 96-minute winner anyway is enough. Yeah. I mean, my, my thought on it is that I like Klopp. Um, I do think this was a bit of a piss take, really. I think it was a bit too much. I, I know it's nice, and I get all that. But it is like, I just think it's insanely disrespectful to your opponent. I mean, the other week we saw at Chelsea, Jose kicking off because the guy was uh, celebrating too over-enthusiastically. And, and this was on another level to that. The fact that he's got an eight grand fine. You know, what is the point? Yeah. Well, he had that in his pocket as he's doing well, the celebration. He's he his card, didn't he? Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I do like... Klopp. Um, I just thought this was a bit too much. Don't make it about you. That, that it was a, a superb result. It's the same guy just... Klopp routine, though. Same guy Klopp routine. It's the same as the you know. I was listening to some other some other guys talking about you know the kind of the Tim Love joy. Every every man, everyone likes him down the boozer. You know yeah. Graham Swan and all those. It's like yeah, where where everyone's mates. Yeah, all right, up to a point. But you could have waited to the end of the game. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I understand. That there's the idea of disrespect, but it was it wasn't at silver. Um, no, and, and, listen, and, and funny enough, I did listen to Five Love enough to hear somebody, some Evertonian, ring in and say, "Well, nobody was talking about it on the way out, so stop getting your up about it." So not even like a Liverpool fan defending it, and Evertonian who like said. The fact we played well was enough. You know, we we, mm. we held our die. We Nazis when yeah. we went there, freak. But we, we've we've got Derby. We've got, I'm a Derby fan. We've got Forest. Um, coming up soon a couple of weeks time and if we were to lose 96th minute and their manager runs on and does that yeah I'd be I'd be really pissed off is it at their ground though or at your ground I, I wouldn't either. Either way I think I wouldn't, it, I think away it wouldn't bother me as worse. much I mean when, when Mourinho ran up and down Old Trafford mm. Mm. that was a, a, an away manager with everybody else baying for him whereas um. He ran on and hugged the keeper. Though. That was weird. Yeah, Mourinho was like, off the pitch. Still. He's not true. Yeah, but but even more so, like Pop did, Poch, Pop, he always he, he ran down and tried to kind of calm everything down after Dyer's goal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a bit. 
you know, you shouldn't should be going down there, there because yeah. all the Arsenal fans are down there. That's more insightful than Klopp. Because well, Klopp's running well, on the pitch. I mean, Sooners going against the grain was like, well, we need more of that in the game. And I don't know what I was moaning about. So plant your fa- flag yeah, in the yeah. halfway line again. Like, he was sort of... At Fenerbahce, yeah. away. No, but he was, he was talking... <laughs> when they were talking at half-time about that moment, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was coming out in favour of it because that's mm. what fans want. And in a way... Like, I know we can't just have random chaos, and I don't think we will, because that was in the moment. We, I don't think yeah. Klopp won't come. Do you know if we get a last-minute winner, I'm going to hook a goalie. I think it was genuine. Yeah, so I think that the for the amount of times it's actually going to happen ever, which mm. the fact we can only reel off a handful of incidents is it's not a cause for... I mean, no. just to quote Danny Mills, what about if other managers start... It went about kids copying footballers' celebrations. Mm. What about when managers start copying them? That's going, such a pathetic argument. That's not but, an argument. But, but are there a bunch of kids managing football teams oh. now? Is that what he's... How many kids are managing Liverpool in the Merseyside <laughs> derby? The other thing is that, although I'm not particularly overly keen on what Klopp did, I think that we generally want to have characters in the game and professionalism is sort of killing that a little bit. I was going to so say... It is, it's a breath of fresh air when someone comes and does something. But yeah, you know, I... I Will then slam them for doing it. So <laughs> it, is, it is weird, isn't it? Because we 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 because uh, I'd not, I'd, I mean, not, I'm not, I don't really like Man United that much, but I I haven't had any truck with like the bottle kicking or the whatever. It's like nah. he's he's showing he cares in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's, I mean, Joseph, whoever you think about him, he, we we talk about him all the time, which mm. must mean something. And that is not just that he's United manager; it's that he's a character. And I think the more you, of that, if, you if you're being it. cynical, then Liverpool didn't play well against Everton. They got away with a one 0 win with a freaky goal, and we're talking about Klopp running on the pitch. Yeah, not about the ninety minutes that went on before. Yeah, so you could argue that might have been if he's cynical. Yeah. Um, we are going to wrap up pretty soon, I think. But yeah. as we're talking now, there's a the, the first load of games, midweek games are, are happening as we speak. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second lot tomorrow, then a full weekend of action as well. So plenty to talk about next week's episode. So we'll, we'll just we'll park that for now and just pick that up next week. But highlights include uh, United at home to Arsenal, which could be, as we said earlier, mm. could be a nail in the coffin for Jose. So Here's hoping not, eh? Well, <laughs> well, yeah. a great job it's, it's exciting time to be watching the games though isn't it because you really don't know what to expect you know the fact that Spurs turned a sh- Chelsea to shreds last yeah. week like teams are constantly getting doubt put in their minds and, and managers are kind of trying different ways it's not like the same old 11 turning up every week so it's you'll be interesting to see because there's could be a big swing by next week yeah and Christmas like we said last week it's so many games, so many injuries, so many players just absolutely knackered that any, literally anything can happen. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, this is more of a general observation than anything else. But I think this season it seems, and I might be exaggerating, that there appears to be like a level of tactical awareness in the way all teams are playing in the Premier League now that I've never seen before. We haven't got any lump it forward moves yeah, anymore at all. No. Yeah. So Managers you, are better, basically, isn't it? But I also, mean, look, look I, top, I feel top half of the championship as well. I think it felt was right down to, yeah. to that far. I think the top eight teams in the championship are proper footballing sides. Do, do you think? That, I mean, just as a, I'm speculating now, so it's not. Do you think this is a kind of twenty years of training methods influenced by the influx of the foreign players we've had what? has begun yeah. to have a bigger, a bigger impact than we thought? I think. Well, I think the, uh, the proof is in a manager like Gareth Southgate. As well, because I don't think he's that great a manager. I think he's... uh, He's an enabler. Yeah, he is, because he knows... He's a good coach, because he's come through this system. The players he's inherited are guys that play this system. The things he's done well, uh, he's he's level-headed, and he's he's got a shape, and he's stuck with it. Mm. I don't think he's any better than the top manager, you know, all of a sudden. But it's nice to have someone like that for for you guys. Haven't Germany done that all for years? They haven't really had the best manager. They just just have someone to steer a shape. Yeah. 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 But I think you're right. I think it's, it's not a coincidence that... 
10, 12 years ago, we started talking about a national football centre and training people a certain mm. way and closing Lillishaw and bringing in its replacement. And I think we're seeing it with the national team and I think we're seeing it all through the leagues. You, don't, you just don't get managers anymore that, that play that long ball, which is why when we talked about Allardyce earlier coming to Southampton, everyone scoffed, and rightly so, because mm. it's, like it's a different... He's an we've effective manager, on. but we've yeah. moved on from that. He's an, he, yeah. he get the, he'll get the job done, but at what cost for your short to medium-term development? So when, when do we think the media will finally give up talking about zonal marking as being wrong? <laughs> I don't know, because still, I still do think it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, well... I had this discussion the other day about NFL and it's a different sport, but why anyone, why is anyone doing zone? It doesn't matter. All right. No, nah, listen, yeah, let's, let's not worry. I, I always find that the anomaly is, well, now Andy Carroll's coming back. He's the, he's the antithesis. If you throw a wardrobe hard enough at anything, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you put in its way. And so, yeah, you've got to have a running jump to even compete with him. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. Right, this has been The Whistleblowers. Thank you, Stuart Wright. Thank you, Martin Gritton, as ever. Uh, I've been Mark Smith. Till next time, goodbye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.